Be tough enough to take a hit and strong enough to deliver a blow. Elena Cardo. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. And today we've got Elena Cardone. Thank you for coming on the show, Elena. Oh, I, absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. I hear there was a little bit of flooding in Miami happening. Yeah, Miami doesn't handle floods very well. They just don't have a good drainage <laughs> system. Yeah. And so when it rains, especially like yesterday, like just torrential downpour, you know, usually the storms in Miami only last 15 minutes. This one was just going on and on and on. And so it builds up. It's like a foot of water in so fast. So, yeah, you, you saved me from having to get out and, you know, in knee high water yesterday by trucking over into the office. I wasn't here yesterday. I, I, I wanted to put it on the record of yesterday when you had to, I know we were just chatting about it, when you had to um, reschedule due to floods. And this is, we're talking about Elena Cardone here. Like she's got a thousand things going on, family, business, companies, deals. The way she personally handled it just took me aback of like, hey, we need to up our level of, it was a great reminder of, how you should treat people, whether they're paying you or not. And I remember just writing it down and just sent a voice, like a memo out. I'm just like, this is how we do things from now on. So it was an Aww. awesome lesson for me. So thank you for that. It's huge. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thanks but, for being so understanding. I was like, yes, if we can reschedule, let's promote it. Let's do what I'll do whatever you need, you know? And I was like, and if not, and you still need me to be there, I can be there. We're here. Because we're I here. don't like canceling on people. When I give my word, I like to keep my word. Um, I think that's very important in life. Um, it keeps me accountable. And the more I actually do what I say, when I say I'm going to do it, it gives me confidence in life. That's how I build so much confidence in life is just by being able to back my, what I say and who I am. Of course, I'm not perfect, but um, that's what gives me confidence in life. And then sometimes I feel like on a metaphysical kind of level that once the word gets out to the universe that you do what you say, then life stops messing with you. It's like, oh, no, let's get out of her way, because if she says she's going to do something, it's going to happen. So so things don't just happen to me all the time. I kind of make things happen. So that was a lesson I've learned way early on about the importance of doing what you say. Huge. And probably when Elena says she's going to do something, everyone else believes her because you've been doing what you say you're going to be doing for so long that... You know, there's no doubt of anyone. You build a exactly. following. You, you, you people exactly. trust you. It's very rare that I, I lose. I and I'm that. a sore loser. <laughs> I love that. So I, w I was watching a whole bunch of interviews over the last two days to try and, without sounding creepy, get into your head. And I couldn't because you're so dynamic. You've got so much stuff going on. And your book, Build Your Empire, How to Have It All, even that tagline right there of having it all, mm -hmm. a lot of the questions and a lot of my questions were centered around having it all, and what that actually means. And I'm just going to share something really, really quick, just so we can um, dive into what the show is fundamentally going to be about. But when is too much too much? Is there, in your opinion, can you push too hard, too fast, too far? Or is there some element of, and I'm careful when I say this, because I know you don't probably like this word, but the whole idea of what is your middle ground and your balance and that satisfaction like that? I'm good. I'm satisfied, but I want more. that fine line 
So that's basically all the questions are surrounded. And my first question for you is like, what does it mean to have it all? To me, to have it all is everything that I want. So for me, having it all is having a, the husband that is going to be supportive of me and vice versa, kids that are prospering, healthy, doing well, um, contributing, mem- that develop into contributing members of society, um, a thriving business, a company. I want the employees and my friends around me all doing well and succeeding and winning. Um, I want to be able to have financial freedom, like real financial freedom, which means I can go on a yacht around the world and take two months off if I want to, off, whatever that means. Um, But I can move around. I can be mercurial. I can move and go anywhere I want without any restrictions or limitations. I understand that being... um, in the position that I'm in now, or the boss, I'm not really the boss, Grant's the boss at the company, but uh, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm the boss. When you're the boss, you still have people that you have, you have clients and people that you have to please and acquiesce and make happy and provide for. So it's never like, I understand that I'm completely, like I have no responsibilities Actually, I have more responsibilities than I ever had in my entire life. But to me, having it all is having that responsibility, um, wearing that role with a lot of pride and dignity and ethics and um, and knowing that having it all doesn't just it, it isn't just a state of balance or happiness or, you know, this euphoria that I always imagine life to be when I hit a certain point. I, I am at that point now where I could have anything I wanted, but I understand things now. Having it all comes with sacrifice. You will have to give something up, but you can have it all, but you have to be willing to look at what you have to sacrifice and give up. And um, it also means that you're, you have to be willing to um, adhere to that level of responsibility, which, which I am. So that to me is what is having it all. Well, you you mentioned in there. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of creating it. Things don't just happen. They're, they're created. And it's, there's a very meticulous way that it is done. It doesn't just happen. On social media, I do have a great life. My life is fulfilled. It's happy. But I work very hard on a continuous basis to constantly create that. The minute I stop or want to rest on my laurels or take it easy, wham, I'm going to get sucker punched. Um, so it, it, there never comes a point. It, it might change over into a new problem, but it, you don't ever get to a point in life where all your problems go away. You just get to a point in your life where you trade in your old problems to trade for new problems. And I like the problems I have now better mm-hmm. than those problems. So anyway, I love that. I, you, you mentioned in there that like, I could pretty much have whatever I want. What makes you keep showing up every day? and keep serving and keep giving and keep growing? Um, because I, I love materialistic things. I, I'm definitely not going to lie. I love the luxuries of life. I'm very honest about all of that. But I don't need that in order to be me. I am me. I know what makes me me. I know courage, honor, persistence, discipline. That's one of my strongest suits, actually, is my discipline. Um, that is who I am. And I have a mission that is just so much bigger and greater than just experiencing luxuries of life. Like 
It makes me happy, but momentarily. What really makes me happy is making a difference in the world. I have this deep-seated desire in my life to make a difference for the for the better. I want to influence and change lives and help people fast track their way to success. I have a of the belief I'm just this little time New Orleans girl who you know came from a very middle class background who has created um, with my husband this life of that appears to be what so many people want. It is the American dream. And it didn't just happen and it wasn't just given to us, it was created. And now that I have some insight on that, I realize that anyone can do that. Anyone can accomplish it. You just are probably gonna have to trade in some old ideas, some old thoughts, and trade up for some some newer ways of doing things, maybe get rid of some people in your life that don't belong there, and with a little bit of hard work. And even if you don't have uh, ever in your life, you're not buying a $50 million plane cash, at least I guarantee you'll go from here to here by implementing some of the things that I've learned along the way. And that's what gets me going. I have a mission to help other people. I want to break this... um, If it's a conspiracy theory, fine, but I want to break this, um, for lack of a better word, this middle class thoughts and ideas that have been ingrained in us. I don't even know where half of it came from, but there were certain things that were ingrained in me that once that was lifted, I was really able to just really flourish and prosper as the force that I am. And and I wanna unleash that or help other people unleash that in themselves. That gets me excited. When people win or have been moved by coming into contact with me, that moves me um, more than just having a party. I'm, I'm getting all excited you just saying that stuff. I'm getting all revved up. I love that. There's um, there's two things out of that that maybe I'll touch on. when I When I, listen to someone and take their advice, which I, I highly value your advice. But before I take it, I always look at what can they back up what they're saying? And every time I go on your story, it's like in the morning, you're with kids and then you're in New York and then you're doing a show and then you're over here and then you're there. And then you're, I'm just like, how does she do it? How she have all of this? When you say have it all, and that's why I'm like, I want to dive as deep as I can into this, having it all, because it, it, it does seem or it, you do have it all. Now, I do. I, yeah. What, what I do. I'm finding. I, I don't even post that every single morning I do two hours of really intense, hard training. I see that uh-huh. too. Like you have time to work out. Your physical, your external, your yep. mental, your relationships, your kids and your money is all, mm-hmm. you know, from, from our view anyways, is all neatly, like you said, it, it looks neat. I know it gets dirty and difficult all the time is a new challenge, but you, you have found a way to hold it all at the same time. When, and, and, yeah, go ahead. I asked that question. Well, when you're, when you're working your way up into it, so like my journey has been six or seven years, maybe someone's journey is that first year, like my first four years were 18 hour days. There was, there was no time for friends or family. And it's something I had to sacrifice back then. Now That's I find myself in a place where I'm like, okay, there's, I need to find a little meaning, focus on relationships a little bit more. So when you say have it all, is this like a process of uncovering it over a decade or over the years? Or can you see growth in all 
you know, all those aspects at the same time. Can you balance it somehow at the same time? I'm always balancing. I'm always juggling. People ask me the balance question all the time. Yeah. I hate that question. <laughs> I am, I am, I am not a balanced chick. I just mm. look at the, what, what is the fire that's in front of me and handle it. Um, my life consists of a lot of random motion all bombarding me at one time. And the more I expand, the more of it I get. So I just have to be really comfortable with change. So I have let go of a lot of ideas that things have to be set a certain way in order to function. I'm okay with, um, with having a lot of motion and being able to deal with a lot of things at one time. And I have people surrounding me that can understand how I think and how I operate and how they can facilitate my life. So that when I am with the kids, someone else can maybe jumpstart an article for me where I can go back and retweak and, and finish or write the whole thing or whatever. You know, I, I just, I have systems in place now that, that help me with that. Um, but, but the big picture on why I can do so much and, and I can really focus and harness my energy is because I don't have anyone in my life holding me down. And when you don't have anyone suppressing you in your life or holding you down or making you feel like a freak, because I'm, I, even though I'm not the entrepreneur of the family, Grant does all of that, I also have this extremely hyper energy. I'm super um, fierce. I, I have a lot of visions and ideas and thoughts, and I'm constantly in motion. I don't like to sit still. So I make a lot of, I, I constantly have to, calm myself down to talk like a normal person to people so that they can have me in their space because in my head like I'm going like that that's how I Look, run you are welcome to do that here you are welcome to just welcome unleash to you you mentioned people. it somewhere uh, empires yeah. are destroyed from the inside yeah so that's what I'm saying so like I have learned a long time ago that in this life I have put my mission so big which is to and, and I live by this purpose every single day. I'm being constantly like driven by this force that I want to make a difference for the better in this world. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to build their empires. I want the, all the little tiny little me's in the world that I perceive myself as. I want us to break through that mediocre thing that we've had like labeled on us. And I want us to be like this army that takes over the world. So every single day, I don't have time. I don't have time to argue with Grant over the little mm. things because my mission's so big. I don't have time to be around the people or explain who I am around the people that want me to be normal or want me to make time for them or this and that. And, and I know it sounds brutal and I know it sounds savage, but If it doesn't fit into my goals as a couple, as a family, and the kids are on board and they know our mission as Team Cardone and this is what we do and they all, they're they all on board. So they never feel like we leave them when we leave them because you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, I'm in New York and I'm with the kids one day. The kids understand when I leave that they're guarding the fort and that's their job to be well while we're gone so we're not distracted. So you see, I have people around me, even as young as the age of my kids, that are supporting me. So when I am out doing what I do, they're doing well and not distracting me. I don't have these inner conflicts all the time holding me down. So I've really created an environment for myself and for Grant so that we can each really flourish, which is the big secret. 
um, to how we get so much done and how we can have it all because we're not fighting each other all the time um, or creating internal dramas with each other. It's like we take two steps forward and then we take another hmm. two steps forward. Yeah. And that That's is powerful. what it is. Love to me is being able to grant someone else the ability to achieve their goals. And when you can give that to someone, they will love you forever. And that is what Grant and I give each other. We give each other that ability. So I don't need to have Grant put away his phone because he has, his mission is to reach all 7 billion people of the planet as well. So why would I say when we have this little tiny short little lifetime to reach 7 billion people on the globe, am I gonna say you put your phone up for 15 minutes and hold my, or an hour, and hold my hand while we watch Game of Thrones, and that's what love is. Like, that's small. I don't, I, that's small. That's not love to me. That's what the TV told me what love is, or maybe some idea from a fairy book. But I don't live in a fairy tale. You know, I live in the real world. In the real world, you know, it takes guts and blood and sweat and tears. And when he helps me achieve my goals, that's when I know He's got my back and he loves me when he, you know, fricking flattens someone, maybe not physically, but when he'll hammer someone who dares speak ill of me mm. and I has my back and, and I can count on him, uh, that develops that trust. That's love to me. So I don't need those stereotypical, you know, put your phone away and prove to me that you love me by holding my hand. Like, those are the little tiny myths that have to get dispelled or those little old ideas and concepts that are determined to keep people small. And when you learn how to break out of those little old ideas or I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to, that's when you really, that's what I'm telling you. It's, yeah. it's not, it's a chick, it's a little click. But when you can move that little click, it's just that narrow little escape that you need to do all of a sudden go right up the top or to let the, the steam out the volcano. It doesn't have to be the huge base of the volcano. It's the little tiny top. And that's, you know, that's Powerful. the thing that we have going for us. You, you mentioned in there, like there was a constant theme of sacrifice, of sacrificing having to please everybody. There's going to be people who don't like me because I'm me. Sacrifice small things in the relationship for the bigger picture. Um, sacrifice... This and that. It sounds like that's a pretty common theme. The more you're willing to sacrifice for what it is you want. It sounds like you're very singularly focused. There's sacrifice, there's sacrifice phase too, like, you know, financially, like, uh, you know, driving around in a Ford or, what, or, or whatever for, for yeah. way longer than you should while you're trying to store your money so that you can put it in investments or not going out to clubs or not trying to buy that watch that you're dying for or the motorcycles or whatever mm -hmm. until... You, you get your cash flow working right. There's that sacrifice. There's the sacrifice phase that we're in now, which is, you know, uh, people, people have eyes on us all the time. Even when I don't think they are, they always are. So, it, you know, you just have to sit up a little straighter and, like, monitor yourself. So there's all kinds of sacrifices. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, it's just what is the sacrifice? And you have such a massive, it sounds like you have such a massive vision and mission that you're willing to make those sacrifices because you're so singularly focused on this beautiful goal that you want to create or as a family you guys want to create and everything else comes second. That's right. We've also figured out who we are as a couple, not just yeah. who I am and who he is. 
Um, But the first five years of our marriage, I was doing me in a marriage and he was doing him. Mm. I didn't know that, like, I didn't even have the concept of like, well, who are we together and what do we represent in a couple? And what is our mission as a couple? So, so when you don't have that, it was harder for me at the time to, to, um, to understand when he always wanted to work rather than be with his newlywed wife. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. difficult for me. I didn't feel included in the mission because we had never even had a conversation of, well, who are we? Where are we mm. going to go? What is, what is the big uh, the belt or the Super Bowl ring? What is the trophy we're going for? Because when you both have that vision in mind, then you're willing to make allowances or you know, you're willing to, if you're going for the Super Bowl ring, you're not going to be hammering each other on what happened in game one. Yeah. When you're for the Super Bowl, it's like, move on. Like, let's go. Okay, I got that. I played the wrong play, you know? So Here, here is like the perfect, I've been waiting to start dropping this in because there's been about three months ago, I had a lot of women reaching out on the podcast being like, all your guys are like hard driving men. Can we get some females on the show? And I didn't do that on purpose intentionally, but I, I made the intention to let's get some powerful women on the show. And I don't want to start playing like the male, female, um, who is better or who is doing what. But it sounds like, personally, if I have to write an article and cook dinner, I can't do two things at once, no matter how hard I try. And it seems like you're able to have it all and juggle multiple things at a time. Mm-hmm. Would that be a trait? Um, the question that someone asked was really, what's, your, what's females or what's women's superpower? What's their... Well, you know, I don't do the male-female thing either because we're all different in our strengths and our weaknesses. It just so turns out that in my marriage, it is more traditional. But, I mean, not many people are going to be better at business than Grant Cardone anyway, even if I I was a guy. So what we do is we wrote out, there was a specific time around 2008, we wrote out all of our strengths and weaknesses, what I'm good at, what he's good at, and then we put um, that person in charge of that division because I came from a very independent, no man is ever going to tell me what to do, control me, boss (laughs) me. I won't even make you a meal. Like this is how it was after I was already married to Grant. I wouldn't even make him a meal. Like, I'm not kidding. That was a problem for me in the beginning. Um, But we finally divvied up who does what and what I'm good at. And we looked at it honestly and we're like, okay, so I'm the boss of this. You're the boss of the business. Um, And so he consults me. We talk about a lot of things. Does he have to consult me on every decision? God, no. And I have no problem saying in that aspect, even though we are equal in marriage, when it comes to the business, he is far superior than me. I was an actress. I don't know much about business. I have learned a lot and he has taught me a lot. So every decision he makes about the business, like even if it was one that I disagree with, I'm going to support him and back him. And if I have to make him a meal now so that he can still continue at work, at home, doing something, I'm going to do that because it makes his environment distraction-free so that we can hit our goal and purpose faster. So if he knows 7 billion people, chances are some of them are going to know who I am too, and maybe I can help an empire builder in there. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, so amazing. we do whatever. And, and, and he's the same way with what I've delied up. Now that we have a family and kids, turns out I had no clue that I was going to be an amazing mom. I, I am not perfect, 
but I am a good mom. Again, I am not perfect. I don't, I, I'll, I don't think you can ever find a mom that isn't like, dang it, or disappointed mm-hmm. themselves. I mean, I run that racket on myself all the time, but I know, I know I am raising warrior, powerful, dignified, confident, respectful, um, well-mannered children. And that is, those are my products. Like that is a product, you know, they're my children. Those are assets to me. And I'm proud of that. And it turns out I run that division really well. So even something like running the family, like Grant might want to come in and say, oh, Sabrina can't go to sleepaway camp for three weeks or or homeschool. Is she going to be homeschooled? And he can tell me all of that and what he thinks, or she can have a sleepover with this person and not that person. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm the general of that department and I make all those executive decisions and he doesn't get to have a say in the family he can advise. But I needed to to run my department. He needs to run his department. If something fails, I take responsibility for that. If he fails at something in the business, he's got to fix that. But we back each other and we stay out of each other's way. The thing that is also beneficial when you figure out in a relationship who does what, like what roles you play, because there are many men that do what I do in the relationship for the woman that is the soul, not sure. soul, but the majority breadwinner or whatever you want to call it. And I don't look down on those yeah. guys for doing what I do because I know what I do is sometimes even harder and Grant will admit mm. doing what I do than what he does. So I don't care who does what, but when you know who, when you know your roles and you have them so defined, you're less likely to start attacking each other because you're not trying to go for this like power play and trying to out, mm. you know, you, you can allow that person to run their division and focus on what you need to focus on, which again, helps you fast track the whole entire thing to get where you want to go further, faster. I love that. So, so what I have so far from you, I've been writing this down is define your strengths and weaknesses. Why I'm doing this is almost every question. And I'm not going to put you through this, but from the audience was like, you know, how do you influence your husband to do things that are important to you? Or what's the best way to get my wife involved in my business when she shows no interest? And I think the best way to handle all of this, you probably deal with a lot of relationship questions. How do I, you know, little singular one-off questions, but it sounds like you have some sort of a, a system here. Like you've got define your strengths and weaknesses, define Mm -hmm. your roles, see a bigger picture, be a team, have that Strive. Do, do your couple's goals. Yep. Yeah. What else would you got? And that'll pretty much answer Leah, Cecile, and Hardy. I promise that I asked the question, so I'm doing it. Um, what else would you have? Like the, the core? Well, I mean, for the guy that said, uh, I would definitely do your couple's goals yeah. together and figure out. But you need to have a conversation and, yeah. and really get clear on this thing that I, that I talk about called an empire and uh, why you need to have an empire. Like so many people think, oh, I don't need an empire, but they're not really looking at why you can't survive without one. Because you go along, you have this normal life, you do these normal activities, you think everything is normal until one day it's not, until someone in the family gets sick or there's an economic collapse or uh, an infidelity or you know something that comes in and crashes everything. So. Uh, you need to develop an empire. Some, you need to have assets and 
an expansion around you that has built up so much in strength and courage and integrity and the people around you that fortify you. That's the only thing that can withstand these um, normal day events that can inevitably crush anyone that hasn't gone for this. So the conversation has to be had, like, where are we going? What are we doing? How do we protect ourselves from, from a, a liability? What are the potential worst things that could happen to us? You should write a list of all of those too. What is the worst things that could happen to me? A lawsuit, Somebody need, someone in our family needs 250 grand to, mm-hmm. to fight cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, write every, and then figure out ways that y'all can handle or prepare for that in the future going forward. And, you know, start thinking bigger and how you can incorporate each other into the, into the same mission, you know? The, the normal problem is that people think too small. And when they are made to think with the reality of why the importance to think bigger, usually everyone thinks bigger. That's, that's, that is, I feel like that's your guys' central message, is you have done such a great job, not only for myself to think, I thought if I, you know, I just wanted a nice little six-figure income and I'd be good. And then I started listening to you guys' message over and over, and I'm like, why have I spent the last five years thinking small and everything changed Literally from that moment is like, hey, let's, let's, let's create what they, let's create more than they created. How far can I take this thing and, and what How can I do? This? That's right. Yeah. And who do I have to become? And, and how do I expand myself? And do I have limits? And what are the limits? And I mean, that's, I that's that. what makes life exciting to me and breaks it up from just being this mundane existing through life, which a lot of people are content to do with. And there's nothing wrong with those people. I don't mind. I, you know, they're good people. I, you know, I have nothing against them. Um, personally, it's just not my game for people like us. You know, the game, it's so much more rewarding to find out and how to operate at your potential. I'm not operating on my potential. I'm disgusted with how small I have been operating and why am I not bigger and I want to be fa- there faster and I just I get so frustrated you know because I know my potential and I'm only I'm only kicking it you know 20 percent I think you know maybe so I mean you know it's just something that I just want to see where I can go so I'm very driven on that topic, just to expand it just a little bit, is something I hear a lot is like the ambition will almost turn people off, scare them. Maybe they're just holding a mirror up to themselves and being like, when is enough enough? Or why are you like, just be happy with what you have. I'm sure you get that a lot because you said you're, you're larger than life. You're so driven, you're hyper. And people are like, Elena, you know, yeah, too much. Because, what, when, is know, there too much? They're saying more about themselves yeah. than they are with me. They can't have me in their space because, because they haven't looked at what is their point? What is their mission? What is their purpose? And they haven't connected up with that. You know? And when you collect a lot of failed purposes in life, you get tired. Mm-hmm. A, a, a symptom or a ramification of having failures and losses and failed purposes. You wanted to do something and then you didn't do it. Or you wanted to do something and someone talked you out of it. Or you did something and you failed. When you accumulate enough of those, you get tired and you don't want to go for it anymore. You, you know, but the only difference between me and that person is, is 
I still have the ability and the strength to get back up. I get back up. I just get back up. I just get back up. I just get back up every single day, every single day, every single day. And it, you know, I can't be happy until, you know, until I can look myself in the mirror and say, I truly push myself to my hundredth capacity and beyond. And I made major achievements and I'm nowhere close to being able to do that. But I still keep getting back up and pushing myself where those people just got tired and quit. So those people are just saying, when is enough enough? Because Mm -hmm. enough is enough for them. They don't have it in them anymore. And that's okay if it's okay with them. It's not okay for me. It's not okay for me to, to, um, to have this much inside of me, this much potential and not exchange it with the world. I think I'm, I have greatness within me and to not share it is selfish. It's greedy. Um, and, and vice versa. I could say the same thing about them because they haven't tapped in and given me what their potential is or how they could make a difference. If we all did that, I'm serious. I don't, I don't want to sound like a freak here, but if we all did this, um, you know, I don't want to sound like the Beatles imagine, but, um, but imagine. I agree. Imagine where, where we would be if people were, were rocking all cylinders. I agree. I agree. As I'm, as I'm shifting towards the close here, I want to expand on that just a little bit. Is you um, coming back to the way you treated even having to move it from yesterday to today and being like, hey, like genuinely, what can I do to make this happen? Like I felt the genuine message of that like everything you do is aligned like this entire podcast all of your content every time you say anything or do anything it's aligned with here's what i'm getting at is i find a lot of people even on the show i'm they turn on and they turn off there's like a something's incongruent or not aligned and you mention it you're like when you used to meet your mentors you were slightly disappointed and i know you mention it often when you are in a position to give back um, you're going to give people the respect, not always the time, because you only have so much limited time, but the respect that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel that from everything you guys do, and I'm sure that runs company-wide. What? I, and I, I Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. I have the word transparency, but what makes... Like, when I said Elena's on the show, there was a flood of comments and a flood of... Probably the, the biggest influx of comments and emails... Why do you think you're creating such an impact or have such a, your message resonates with so many people? Because you guys have built, you guys make a lot of impact. Because I think, I think we're relatable. Um, I'm definitely not claiming to be an expert in anything. I'm exactly the word you use, being transparent. I am at a place now where I have a statistic behind me that backs what I have said. So at this point in my life, I feel I have something to offer. So it's my responsibility or obligation to share that. Um, It's nowhere near where I'm going to go um, and where I'm going. But um, I think what resonates is because the... um, because I'm not some person with in an ivory tower. I never stepped foot in college. I am not a highly educated woman. I am the everyday person. Um, and I feel like that's relatable. And so someone can look at me and say, if she can do it, I can do it. And the truth is, if I can do it, 
Oh, mm-hmm. hand to God, anyone can do it. And that's why I am moved to do what I am doing because I believe exactly that. And I want other people to have it. I want the people do- around me doing well. I want to rise up together um, as the everyday people that we are and become the giants that we are, we are, that we are meant to be but have been made to believe we weren't. And it's honest. I just, I just really, what I'm trying to do is shine light on your guys's. A lot of people say something and they put it online, but no one listens to it because they don't feel it. Every time you speak, it's truthful, it's honest, it's transparent, and people feel it. And that is, that's marketing 101. Um, but <laughs> be honest, be truthful, be transparent, and we can all build something like, um, like the Cardones have built. To wrap this up, this is a question I ask absolutely everybody, and you're wel- welcome to take 30 seconds and have some silence to think about it. If your entire legacy, your message, was to be written in the history books at this moment, you wanted to leave one nugget of wisdom that the world would read, and it'd be the final thing that you could leave right now, what would that be with where you're at right now? The nugget I would impart on them. Yeah, in a in some kind of history book, some kind of book that that would or be would your legacy. What what I'm imparting, or what they would say about me? What was what, the question? What you're imparting? What you would be? Uh, what you would be sharing that with the world? Say, written written in say, the sky. What I would say is, um, you have a responsibility to share uh, and exchange the greatness that is within you and to stop withholding it and being selfish and keeping it all for yourself by even thinking that you aren't special. That thought alone is so disparaging that you are such a powerful being. Um, You've probably created universes in the past and that is the power that is within you. And so become an asset, work hard, learn your craft, Take responsibility, not only for yourself, but your community and the globe and start thinking that big and put it into action. The world awaits you. Mm. That's the trailer right there. Super powerful. Elena, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thanks I'm for having me. vibrating at like 100 more frequency. Oh, awesome. Good. I love that. Thank you. I love being around like-minded people. Yeah. Thank you for having me on this corner. I appreciate it. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.